Wow. Hallelujah, Lord. Ain't we grateful that Jesus was born? Good morning, New Mission. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord today. I am thankful and grateful for each and every one of you. I praise God for our pastor for entrusting me to come and stand and preach the word. I thank my wife and my children for tolerating me. But most of all, I thank God for calling me to do what he knew is impossible for me by myself. But with his power, he has created the ability to preach his word. Let us pray. Father God, for your glory, we say thank you. Lord, we just ask you to allow us, Lord, to have open ears and open hearts and open minds. Help us, O oh Lord, to receive your word that it might create a change in our lives. For, Lord, we know that it is all about you. It's not about the season. It's not about... Christmas. It's not about what we want, but have your way, Lord. We ask you, O oh Lord, to cover our pastor as he goes out and does what you have called him to do, Lord. And then, Lord, we ask you to cover this house and allow us to give you glory, honor, and praise. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have your Bibles, would you please turn with me to Romans, the sixth chapter, and the ninth, beginning at the 19th verse. Romans, the sixth chapter, beginning at the 19th verse, we'll be reading from the Amplified Version of the Bible. Romans 6 and 19 reads, I am speaking in familiar human terms because of your natural limitations, your spiritual immaturity. For just as ye presented your bodily members as slaves to impurity and to moral lawlessness, leading to further lawlessness, so now offer your members, your abilities, your talents, as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification, that is, being set apart for God's purpose. When you were slaves to sin, you were free in regards to righteousness, meaning you had no desire to conform to God's will. So what benefit did you get 
at that time from the things which you are now ashamed. None. For the outcome of those things is death. But now since you have been set free from sin. Somebody say I've been set free from sin. All right, all right, all right. Now since you have been set free from sin. And have become willing slaves to God. Ye have your benefit resulting in sanctification, being made holy and set apart for God's purpose. And the outcome of this is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God, that is his remarkable, overwhelming gift of grace to believers, is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. You may be seated. For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God, that is his remarkable, overwhelming gift of grace to believers is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. I got a question for you. How you living? I really just want to know how you living. In order to understand what Paul is saying, we got to get close to the scripture. Going back to the 19th verse, he said, I'm speaking to you in familiar human terms. I want you to really know that there's only two sides to this thing. And the thing is, it's not just that it's only two sides, but you choose which side you want to be on. All right, all right, all right. It's all up to you. Ain't nobody holding a gun to your head. Ain't nobody holding somebody hostage to make you go a certain way. You choose, you have the free will to choose God or sin. We all have the free will to choose God or sin. So just so you know that whatever your choice is, there is circumstances. There, there, there's, there, you're going to have an outcome. You're going to have consequences. You're going to have repercussions. There's going to be some things that you wish you had not done because of what you're going to get for what you have done. I want you to understand because that, that's why he's speaking in, in, in familiar human natural terms about your natural limitations. Now, although you have free will, you don't have the power within yourself to choose the right road. You don't have the ability to understand. That's why he's given you familiar Human terms. Your spiritual immaturity 
is one of the problems. So what do you mean, my spirit? You have not yet come in contact with the Holy Ghost. You have not yet given your will over to God. You have not yet accepted that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Until you do this, the wages of sin is death. Ain't no pretty way to put it. Dead men walking. Every last one of us. Y'all seen that show, The Walking Dead? Well, see, this is a different kind of dead. This is a dead man that looks good. A dead man that sounds good. A dead man that acts good. A dead man that thinks he's doing good. Even when you think you're doing good, if you have not Jesus Christ, you're just a dead man. Dead man walking. Or in other words, in today's term, walking dead. So he's saying, you know, we, we have thoughts that are immoral. We do things that you know, you remember back in the day when you were so good at what you was doing? And you was the best at what you were doing. Somebody came up here this morning and told, I ain't going to say. Said that, you know, we, was, we used to be pimps. I ain't never been a pimp. <laughs> But it fit. It, it really did fit. Because God has to change us from what we were and make us what we need to be for his purpose. Don't forget that part. I'm going to get back to that. But when we, you know how we used to be. I, I used to think, boy, I could play me some softball. You know. And when I was on the field, I felt good. I, did, I was a good softball. I could hit the ball over the fence. I could run the bases. I used to be able to catch the ball. I used to be able to steal bases. I can't borrow a base now. But I used to be able to steal. Y'all, do y'all understand what I'm saying? Time has made a change in me. But when we used to do all these things, we used to think we were so wonderful. And I ain't gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go here, but you know, I used to be a ladies' man. Thank God I got one lady now. My mama ain't raised no fools. <laughs> I used to be able to get up and do some stuff and say some things that would make you give me your money. I'm a salesman by trade. I sell Jesus now. You don't have to pay for it. He's free. But I used to be, I, I mean, I used to do these things. I'm, I'm kind of burnt out on those other sales, but you know. I used, I, when I sold cars, I could sell a car. When I sold vacuums, you better not let me in your house. <laughs> True that. 
Because I would tell you, I'm not here to sell you anything you don't want to need. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm here to sell you something that everybody needs. His name is Jesus. You see, we, we, we had this mortal image of how you're supposed to be good at whatever you do. We've taken the time to, to hone our skills in everything except being a child of God. We've taken the time. If you're a mechanic, you want to be the best mechanic in town. You want people to bring their stuff to you so that you can fix it so you can get paid and they'll be happy. I hope that's Jesus. <laughs> if you were a carpenter, you know what they say, you, you measure twice, you cut once. You didn't waste no wood because that wood costs you money. If you were a seamstress, you made sure that you got the right size because you didn't want to make a dress that was too small. You didn't want to make a dress really that was too big. Whatever you did, you honed your skills. Except when we got in touch with Jesus. What shall we say then? Should we keep on doing what we do that grace may abound? God forbid. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin because we have been introduced to Jesus? God forbid. How important is your relationship with God? People are watching. People are making sure that, you know, they throw stuff in your way to see if you're going to stumble. Now, I ain't talking about those folks outside. I'm talking about the folks in here. This side against this side, that back against the front. Everything that we do, we try to see if somebody else is going to mess up. Maybe that makes us look good. Because we ain't going to do what we're supposed to do either. God did not bless us to hurt one another. Amen. I, you know, it, it really baffles me that, that we would see somebody in trouble and not want to help the person in trouble. If I know how to stay away from the net of trouble, and I don't show you how to stay away from the net of trouble, I am no use to God. The building is burning. Get out. Or the building is burning. You wait for the firemen. 
think you should get out. Wait out here with me, because I ain't going to wait in there with you. It's that simple. We see people going in the wrong direction just because it looks like church. We see people taking the wrong perspective just because my opinion matters. Honestly, your opinion really don't matter. Your opinion, if it does not line up with the scripture, is wrong. I'm speaking to you in familiar language. I I really want to get to the level where everybody understands that we have two choices, God's way or sin. There is no other way to get to heaven but by Jesus Christ. Don't call Buddha. He don't know the address. Don't call Muhammad. He don't have the key. Don't call Confucius. He don't understand what it takes to get in. Call on the name of Jesus. Well, okay, let's get back here. Hold on a second. I, I got Jesus. I'm saved. I'm doing what I want to do. I don't hurt nobody. I come to church. I pay my tithes. I listen to the preacher. I do what I want to do. I don't cuss nobody out no more. I don't cuss nobody out no less. Y'all cut. (laughs) I don't gamble. I don't drink. You know what you sound like? A Pharisee. You telling me what you don't do, but what do you do? Watch this. I used to not like people, but now I love some folk. I think the Lord said love everybody. I, I used to, you know, I, when, when before I really met Christ, I was good at showing people how to do what they should do. Now that I met Jesus and I figured out, well, that ain't really his way of doing things, Maybe I better not go there. Maybe I better not become a teacher. Maybe I better not become a leader. Maybe I should sit back in a church and just do church. They doing real good without me. They don't need my help. I'm going to make it to heaven anyhow. That ain't how you make it to heaven. Anyhow is not the way to get there. We used to, you know, anyhow. We used to sing that, but that's really not the way to get to heaven. The lies that you're told, if you join the church, you're going to heaven. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, and he is your Lord and your Savior, 
and you have given your life to him, you have submitted yourself to him, then you're going to heaven. If you accepted him, then you're going. I don't care if you never joined church, but you've got to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Otherwise, the wages of sin is death. But the gift, the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus. Well, you know, but I've been living good all my life. I ain't never hurt nobody. But you ain't never helped nobody either. In my neighborhood, folks love me. You know what? Here, here's the biggest misconception. If you live good and you do good and, and everything around you looks good, you're doing all right. The devil don't mess with nobody that don't mess with him. Right. <laughs> Let me explain. I can be a preacher that never tells you that the wages of sin is death. Guess what? The devil won't bother me. I could be a preacher that tells you, well, you know, it's okay for you to drink that long as you know, you know, you don't hurt nobody while you're driving. The devil don't bother me. You know why? I don't bother him. The devil won't bother you if you don't bother the people around, if you don't affect anybody to make them do right. The devil don't care what you do. He won't mess with your house. You wonder why everybody else is going through something because they messing with the devil's stuff. You ain't going through nothing. Keep doing what you're doing. End up where you're going to end up. Every man that says, Lord, Lord, ain't going into the kingdom of heaven. There has to be substance. It has to be God's purpose in your life to step on the devil's head. You got to affect change in people. You got to be able to tell the truth in spite of. You got to live your life according to the will of God that it illuminates and brings light to other people. I don't care how long you've been going to church. If you are the same as you were five years ago and you going to church, you just going to church. You're not affecting nobody. That people can't get close to you. They can't feel God through you. And you've been sitting under this all this time and there's been no change in you? It's something wrong. Check your connection. You know, you, when, when you... Where, where's she at? It, I, 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 if you have a microphone and is I'm going to do this, is not connected, 
You have a what? It ain't a cordless. It just... You didn't just make a cordless microphone. It needs a cord to get juice. If you're not connected, nobody's going to hear you. But here's the thing. If you're not connected, God won't use you. If you're not affecting people positively, because there are some people in church and they come all the time and they're affecting people. They really are. You can't get close to them, but if you get too close, they'll send you away. Don't make them greeters. Everybody, you know, and, 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 and some people think, you know, being a greeter is, is, is an easy job. No, you got to be a certain type of person to be a greeter. You don't want somebody with a nasty attitude telling your people to come in. Because your church going to be empty after a while. You, you, they can't be, they can't be a Sunday school teacher. They can't be a choir member. Lord have mercy. Please don't let them be a preacher. <laughs> I used to cringe when, 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 when I remember when I, I, you know, I used to go around singing with my family. We had a group called Pure Harmony Gospel Singers. And we used to go around, and I used to do the commentating, and, and I would, we were in Covington, Kentucky one time, and, and this old man said, boy, you going to preach. I shut that thing down quick. <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, I shut, I mean, you know, I used to commentate and give good stuff on, and, but when he said that, boy, I said, the next song is. It really stopped me in my tracks because back then, the preachers that you heard about were like, you know, Jimmy Swaggart and all the stuff that was going on and, and you know, he was messing up and uh, all, I, don't, I don't even remember them, but they were doing some stuff that when you looked at a preacher, he didn't look good. Yeah, what, 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 what's his name? Uh, Reverend Ike. Ike. Reverend Ike. Yeah. How many of y'all sent money for that prayer crop? <laughs> I got this peppermint right here that if you send me $50, <laughs> that's exactly what Reverend Ike was doing to people. He ain't touched all them cloths. And if he did, he ain't got the power to do anything to cause an effect. That's, only effect he had on you was making you broke. <laughs> While he was driving Royals, Royces, and all that kind of stuff. So I was really, you know, when, 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 when this old man was like, you know, you boy, you, when you, you gonna preach, and I, I, I like, mm -hmm. 
it affected me because I wasn't living right. Now get this. We out there singing, praising God, sounding good. Boy, Pure Harmony had one of the best sounds in Cincinnati and elsewhere too. But we weren't living right. Got a recording contract. Never recorded a thing because we weren't living right. The wages of sin, no matter how you look at it, is death. If you're not living right, the wages of sin, no matter how big you think your sin is or how small you think your sin is or how tiny your little white lie is, death. Dead men walking or walking dead. So what do we what do we what do we do? 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 We go to a different route. We find out that there is a gift, and that gift comes from God. The same talents you were using when you were in the world, take those talents and use them for the Lord. But when you use them for the Lord, hone your skills that it might benefit God. God will benefit you. See, there's benefits to everything. The sin, your benefit is? I don't think y'all heard. Sin, your benefit is? Oh. The gift of God through Okay, so, so if sin, if you know, look, how many of y'all know when y'all do wrong? Don't raise your hand. Don't, don't. How many of you know when it's not pleasing to God what you're doing? And you do it anyway because it's pleasing to you? I'm going to raise my hand because y'all, I know I've done it. That's death. And guess what? That's my choice. I, I, I really hope, I really, I really hope. What happens is we stop growing. When death is our benefit, we stop growing. We look good where we are, but we stop growing. We sound good, but we stop growing. And I, I, I was told that anything that don't grow is dead. Ain't that what you were taught to? If your mind don't grow in Christ, your mind is If your giving don't grow in Christ, your giving is. 
If your love don't grow in Christ, your love is. So why is it that we don't love one another more each day? Is there somebody in this church that you can't sit next to? Is there somebody in this church that you walk past every Sunday that you will not speak to? Dead. Let me tell you like this. The problem with us is, is wheezes think too much is of ourselves. <laughs> It would probably be better for us to come to church in gym shoes and blue jeans and a t-shirt because we dress up and we think we clean. We dress up on the outside and think that cleanses the inside. It don't do nothing put, but, but put clean clothes on a stanky body because we're dead. I, I really wish we would see how God sees us because God really can't use you if you're not open to new things. His mercies are new every morning. So you should be more merciful. Should, should you not be more merciful? If his mercies are new every morning, should you not be more merciful? If, if, if he's given you life eternal every single day that he wakes you up, he gives you an opportunity to get it right. So should you not be merciful to that person who doesn't even know that they made you mad? But let me, let me put a disclaimer on this. If you know you making somebody mad, stop it. If you're causing somebody else to stumble, God is going to whip your behind. You cannot go through life messing over people. I belong to God. I don't care if you don't like me. I belong to God. You better love me because I'm going to heaven. And if you don't love me, ain't no use of you coming because all over heaven I'm going to be making noise. Ain't no use of you coming up there. Because you be in heaven, you can't be not liking people. You get kicked out. And the only place for you to go is hotel hell. They don't keep the light on. They keep the fire burning. <laughs> Somebody said, well, you know, there's going to be a party in hell. They were reading from the book of lies. Okay? The only thing going on in hell 
is torment. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It, it's bad. Put your hand over a fire and see how long you want to stay there. Unless your skin is totally dead, you're going to move your hand. So why would you want to be dead walking around saying you're a Christian? If, let me, let me give it to you like this. If you have not affected somebody's life in the positive this year, 2016, you are dead. How do you get from doing? You must accept Jesus Christ as your Lord. You must submit your will to his will. You must allow God's purpose to be the center of your life. There's no other way for you to get this unless you have Jesus Christ. You cannot go to the church of Graham and get Reverend Graham to bless you and to do all these things to make you better. He ain't better himself. You asking somebody who has no, Reverend Ike, prayer cloth, no power. Pray on your knees, power. Pray for yourself, power. Pastors on vacation, you need somebody to pray for you. When's the last time you called Jesus? He has a direct line to you if, <laughs> if you're connected. Don't go through life waiting on other people to bless you. God is the blesser, not people. We put too much stock in men. In the book of Psalms, it says, don't put your trust in men, in princes, in kings. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't, put, don't put all your faith in pastor. Don't put all your faith in any minister. Guess what? We're men. We fail. But God. You got to know the word before you can understand what the preacher is saying. And not by opinion, but the word. So how do you get that, preacher? You ask God for it. The Holy Spirit is still teaching. Jesus says, study to show thyself approved unto Reverend, to Reverend, to Reverend, to Sister, to, he says, show yourself approved. Must have been Sister Inez. <laughs> Gotta be. Where's Sister Williams at? Must have been, you got to be approved by Sister Williams. 
You got to be approved. Now, I know y'all know this. You got to be approved by Sister Carter. You got to be approved by Pastor Venice. We fall down. We make mistakes. We're not perfect. There's only one name given unto man where which ye must be saved. Anybody know what that name is? So study the show thyself approved unto unto God. Let me explain something to you. I want to know one thing is how you're living. Are you living in a, in a way that is going to please God? Are you growing constantly? Or are you satisfied with where you are? If you satisfied with where you are, get out of there. I hope you understand. Since we've been justified, that is, acquainted, acquitted of sin, declared blameless before God by faith, let us grasp the fact that we have peace with God. And the joy of reconciliation with him through the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. What shall we say to all this? Should we continue in sin that, and practice sin as a habit so that the gift of God's grace may increase and overflow? God forbid. May it never be said that you are satisfied with where you are, that you have stopped growing, that there's been no effect on your life because you are perfect. You don't need what other people are telling you. I remember a long time ago, and I'm finishing here, my grandmother told me, if you stop growing, you're no use to God. You're not fit to be here on this earth. So start growing. Learn from somebody something every day. If it ain't nobody here, ask the Lord to teach you his ways. How you living? God bless you. The doors of the church are open. Jesus.